Welcome back to the From Dawn to Dawn podcast. This podcast serves as a platform for fellow Dons to get to know one another. From educators, to students, to school administrators, and facility staff, we dive deep into learning about the faces that make up the Dons community. Welcome back, Dons. I'm Sahara Kiskis, Features Editor for Elsit Online. In today's episode, we have Options teacher Miss Day to talk to us about the Options program and her journey to become a special education teacher. Before we get started, let's take it to Brianna Loretti, a senior journalism staffer, who will give us a quick recap of this week's headlines. Hi, it's Brianna, back with the news topics for this week's episode. As far as school news, next week is Yellow Ribbon Week a week to open awareness on suicide and suicide prevention. As far as San Diego news, you can expect cooler, windy conditions with some rain and mountain snow. Best chance of rain is late Saturday night into early Sunday, with strongest winds expected Saturday afternoon and evening. Lastly, Russia accused U.S. tech giant Google and YouTube of terrorist activities, the first step towards a possible access ban. I'm here with Miss Day, the options teacher here, who I have known since I was like either 10 or 11. Uh, we met through a yoga teacher training that we were at at a local kids yoga studio here in San Diego. We immediately clicked and then since then she's been a part of my life and I'm beyond grateful. I knew that Miss Day was a special needs educator, but I was so excited to find out that during my junior year she became the options teacher here at Cathedral, just how ironic that was. and. It's just truly amazing to have somebody that I've known for a large part of my life on campus, especially present for my senior year. So, Miss Day, let's get it started. So, uh, let's get to know you. So, where are you from? What sorts of things are you interested in? And how are you involved here on campus? Um, so, I'm from California. I was born in Van Nuys. And then I grew up in L.A. until I was about eight. And then I moved to San Diego. Wow. So, I feel like I'm a San Diego, I could say I'm a San Diego native. Um, what are some of the things that I'm interested in? Mm -hmm. I love art. I don't make enough time for it. I need to uh, carve out that time for like painting and I love making jewelry, I love stamping, building rings. I, I wanna take the jewelry making class here oh, as a cool. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Me too. Um, but I, I love anything that has to do with art, um, spending time with my family. I have a younger brother who's 23 who's actually a uh, cathedral graduate and he's 23 and uh, really like spending time with him. Um, and then, like you said, as you introduced me, I am the options teacher here at Cathedral and I love it. That's amazing. So we kind of want to know about your journey and how you became like a special needs teacher. So this is gonna be awesome to talk about that. So did you know like as a child or an adult that you knew you wanted to become like a, a teacher or even specifically like a special education teacher? I never really decided. I just know that when I was in elementary school, um, and it wouldn't be this way today, but a long time ago, um, we had, I, when I was in sixth grade, I went to um, an elementary school called Walt Whitman in Claremont here, and uh, we had a special needs classroom. And one of the students, um, her name was Lupe, and she just was hard of hearing. And really, if it was today, she would not have been in that classroom. Um, a lot of things have changed in when it comes to special needs and how much um, support one needs. Um, I wouldn't say that inclusion was really starting to happen back then. But um, anyway, the point of that is when I would finish my work early in class, I would volunteer and my teacher just knew that I wanted to go 
to the special needs classroom and I would just be there to support and help out. So that's something that I just did and um, I never really decided that's what I wanted to do. I just knew that I enjoyed it and um, and then as I got older I kind of always knew I would be a teacher but I wanted to try out other things because I felt like oh I'm just gonna be a teacher which was really I didn't give it as much um, weight as, as, as it is, and it, it takes a lot. And um, I was a, I lived in Los Angeles for a little while. I wanted to be a production assistant. Yeah. I wanted to, you know, live in LA and do all these things. But at the same time as I was doing those things, I was still nannying. I was still volunteering at an autism um, awareness, you know, group. And so it was just always part of my life. And then after I moved back here, in 2013, I was a full-on, full-time fitness instructor, where I also met you as well, too, yeah, and your exactly, family. yes. So you used to take my spin classes, and I taught kids yoga, I taught Pilates, and it just wasn't fulfilling. And I don't remember the specific day, but I just remember thinking, it's time to go back to school. It's time to get my teaching credential. And at that time, I was in uh, on the path to getting a general education certificate so that I would teach elementary school. And then I had a really hard time passing these tests, the, a specific one called um, the CSET, the math, and that kind of, um, the trajectory of that put me in a position to work in summer school at Encinitas for the ESY program, which is the special education summer school. And then um, the teacher I worked with just really liked me, and I actually didn't think that she did, but she <laughs> asked me back um, to be her main um, aide, her main instructional assistant. And then that's how I got into special education. I wow. So because a test didn't get passed in time, it led me down this path. and. I was never going to teach high school. It was always going to be elementary, but then, you know, it just happened to be that I am here. Here we are. Yeah. I love it. So did you major in as like child development or anything like that in college or what was that? I took classes, um, but I was, my major was psychology. Oh, nice. And I changed my major about five times. I was journalism. I was anthropology. I was art. I was psychology. <laughs> and looking back, there was a moment when I could have done educational studies, but I would have gotten, I went to uh, CU Boulder, gotcha. and I would have gotten a credential in Colorado, and I knew that I wasn't going to live in Colorado, but looking back, I wish I would have done it, because then all I would have had to done was take a few tests to then be certified mm -hmm. in California. Gotcha. But it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. So what, so what would you say your primary moment was, like that kind of that aha moment when you realized that you wanted to become the special education teacher that you are today? I would say it was when I worked in a, a learning center, that position I got um, after working summer school. I loved, it was called the LRC, and there were some students that were very impacted, and I was a one-on-one -on -one aide for a student and I just loved it. I loved the teacher that I worked with. And then in that same year, I did student teaching for the LRC, and then I also did a student teaching um, few months with a fifth grade class. And they were wonderful and great too, but I just loved um, special education. I, I don't know why, it just, it's the best. 
You clicked. Aw. So knowing you for so long, like I know that you are passionate about teaching and I got to see you kind of start your whole journey of becoming a special education teacher and here you are. Uh, why do you love teaching? Or sp even specifically um, special education? I think I love it. No, I don't think. I love it because um, just being able to provide any kind of support right if um, I think growing up I, I know those teachers that are like on my heart and just I will always remember so I think just being available and being able to be that that person that a student can come to or you know somehow we figure out a way to solve a problem together I think that's why I love it mm -hmm. and I feel very fortunate to hear because before I was just with elementary kids and now that I'm here I get to have the best of both worlds right because I can be with I can help mentors and I can help my students as well and so it's it's kind of this perfect thing yeah yeah it's yeah the best of both worlds <laughs> the perfect way to describe it uh, so basically can you kind of take us through like I I know students want to, some students are very like interested in taking special education as a major in college or in the future and kind of doing what you're doing. Uh, what was your first experience like? Like what were the steps that you needed to take for that? Like did you have to go through a specific training and all those things so that um, people can kind of have an idea of what it takes to do what you do? So my undergrad is in psychology, so I graduated um, with a BA in psych and then but if you decide that you know right away you want to go into teaching you can start your your teaching credential program with, like embedded in a major I believe every school is a little bit different so the way I went was I I went to a four-year college got my undergraduate degree then I was able to then go into a credential program there's I, th I believe you do have to first get a BA but you can embed it so that you can get it done like simultaneously um, and then after I got my credential then I'm actually in the process of finishing my master's too at the oh, same yeah. time so what I can the advice is get as much done as you can don't put it off because I did and um, for for reasons you know if you have reasons to do it if you need to push things off then that's fine but do what you can with the time that you have it. For sure. So now that, so your story is gonna be super inspiring and uh, I'm so excited for people to hear about it and kind of, you know, for people who are interested, they can definitely learn and hear from you and have kind of somebody they can come to if they want that guidance and how to become you, essentially, which is so cool. So now we're gonna talk about Cathedral and how you've basically joined the dance community. I mean, you were technically a part of it because you have your brother, but how did you come upon, like, Cathedral in terms of like getting hired and things like that like want to take us through that opportunity in that whole situation So the dream for me was to be a special education teacher in Encinitas school district. That's mm -hmm. how where I started. That's what I wanted and then um, during the pandemic I did a long-term sub um, position for actually I did two of them and um, both were teachers were pregnant and so I was helping out there and at the end of the last um, teaching, uh, long-term sub-teaching position, they offered me a part-time job. And at the time, I was going to take it, and I would work Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which sounded kind of nice, mm -hmm. but it really wasn't going to work. So I just happened to go online, and I saw that the options program 
position was available, and I had no idea. And my brother kind of was like, oh, yeah, they have this program, and it's really amazing. I had no idea this program even existed. Um, I think it started maybe one or two years when my brother went here, or like when he was a junior. But um, so I applied, and it was... It was a little, I was a little nerve-wracking because Encinitas wanted an, an answer right away, and I had interviewed um, here, and I was waiting to see what would happen, and it just happened that the timing was perfect, and I was able to be hired here, and I told Encinitas, thank you, but no thank you. <laughs> and so, it's been technically a full year for you because mm -hmm. you didn't start, like, in August or January. You started in March, right? From March 1st. March wow. 1st, yeah. Uh -huh. So, so how, what has been like, how has it been so far? I guess because it's technically been a year. So how has it been for you so far? It's been amazing. I honestly am so fortunate to be surrounded by the team that I work with, Ms. Hilari, Ms. Fallow, Dr. Burton, uh, Ms. Tierman, but also known as Ms. G. <laughs> um, just everyone is amazing, and so I feel so fortunate to, it, you know, one thing too, I'll say for those that are listening, like, just trust your, your path, right? Trust your gut. When things go wrong, don't feel that, like, it's all going to be okay. Like, however much time it takes, like, when you want something and when you want to finish it, like, you will. So there may come a time where you feel like, oh, I want to quit or I want to give up, but you're not going to give up if you really want it, so... When it all worked out, I just, I just feel so fortunate. Yeah, no. So, what, uh, what has been a highlight of your time, or even like a favorite memory of your time here? Oh so my far? gosh, there's too many. I know, I'm sure there too are. Many. Um, or you could uh, list a couple. Doesn't have to be one. I would say the end of the year last year, we did like a movie in the theater, and we were dancing around and just having a really fun time. Um, I would say just the dances. I love, um, you know chaperoning them and seeing everyone like hanging out um gosh there's just so many even uh last year when we had religion with mr grammy there were so many fun moments um with him and with the students there's too many to list every day has been amazing <laughs> what makes the options program unique from other special education programs would you say well it's the only program here in Southern California that um, matches a mentor with a student and then it's full inclusion, right? So there's no other program like it and it's pretty amazing wow. to think about. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah. So there's a lot of programs back east and Dr. Burton, um, I want to say it's been like seven years, maybe eight. Um, maybe even 10. She started with one or two students and there's programs back east that she observed and saw and she wanted to bring it over here. So um, she started that out and it's grown and I think that as years move forward, even I'm finding out like UC Davis has a program, um, UCLA, like there's going to start to be these peer mentor, you know, one-to-one, -one, you know, college experiences pretty soon, I believe. Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, why would you encourage a student who is um, interested in taking options? Like, what would you tell them? And like, take me through that. Like, why would you encourage them to do it? Um, to be an options mentor, I would say if you have a passion for helping people or supporting or you love um, making memories with people, this is the place for you. And it's great experience for you if you want to go into it. I think, too, 
if you're interested in teaching, the more experience you can get, you can really find out for yourself, right? Don't let anyone tell you like, oh, it's too hard or, oh, you're going to be too sensitive or, oh, it might be too tough for you. Like you have to, you have to see it for yourself. You have to experience it. And so I think if you are interested in teaching, doing the options uh, mentor, peer mentor program is a, is a little insight to how it could be. Yeah, well, this has been amazing, the whole cathedral portion. So we're super grateful that you talked about that. So now we're going to like transition it to kind of more concluding this uh, podcast interview. So what is one piece of advice that you would give a student who was interested in like what you do or just even a student in general who was inspired by your uh, journey as a special education t- teacher? I th- hope what I what I can share about my experience is that no matter what, you don't give up, right? And maybe you start, maybe you want to go into journalism and then a bump in the road happens and you decide to quit and then you do something else. But really, if your passion is journalism or if your passion is teaching or being a doctor or whatever it is, it's going to come back around later in the game, earlier in the game, whenever it is, whatever your passion is, it's going to find you. And I feel like teaching is a calling. I really do. I mean, being a doctor is a calling. Every every profession where I think you give service is a calling. Absolutely, for sure. So this is the last and final question. We like to end every interview with this. So as a Dawn, which Dawn has inspired you during your time here at Cathedral? And I know for you, it can be also not at your time, but like, why have they inspired you? Or it can be even multiple people as well. I can honestly wholeheartedly say it's my mentors the relationships that I see and also my students I love them too but when I see mentors connect and um, bond with a student in a what's that word organic like that like just they just are like there's nothing I can teach them that's just who they are in their heart and they just I don't know they're just magical young people and so I really I just love seeing that I can take a step back and they got it you know um I love that yeah well this has been so incredible to have you on and like this means so much to me that you even came on and it's just this is incredible and I'm so happy you're here so thank you so much for doing this with us and the opportunity to chat with you thank you so much Thank you so much for listening. Show notes are posted below for this episode. Be sure to check out lsidonline.com to listen to more podcasts and read other great staff articles. We look forward to meeting again right back here on our next podcast. Remember, once a dawn, always a dawn.